Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, uh, author and subject of a uh, documentary and uh, author of, of Ransom Notes specifically and radio show host, podcast host, Kathy Ransom, here with us each and every week. And welcome back. Uh, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am feeling fine. Uh, the world is is spinning still. I am still breathing. And I'm talking to Frank, one of my favorite radio people. So how much better could I be? Well, thank you very much. I'm speaking to one of my favorite radio people, too, Kathy. And uh, uh, just wonderful to to be your co-pilot on these each, uh, each and every week. Well, thank you uh, for that. And uh, and I look forward to, to our conversation. So tell me, and I know this is probably not the right time of the year to be talking about this, but what's your favorite baseball team? Uh, I am a Yankee fan. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, I grew up part of my life in St. Louis area, in, in Missouri, down in Rolla. That's 100 miles away from St. Louis. Could you predict who my favorite baseball player probably was? Uh, was it Bob Gibson or was it, uh, uh, well, uh, Albert Pujols uh, later? Uh, but, yep. Uh, and, and the did, you ever hear of, yep. did you ever hear of Stan Musial? Stan the Man Musial, yes. Yeah. That, he was player. He, he was the card fan, and that's who I grew up. But, of course, we didn't watch the games on TV because we didn't have TV. We had radio, so we had to sit on the porch, and we would listen to the Cardinal games. But recently, there is a Cardinal that we've been celebrating that our audience may remember. His name is Albert Pujols. And do you, do you, does your brain sort of remember what we might know about Albert? Well, he was a he was a, a great player, who won I think two championships with the, uh, with the um, uh, with the Cardinals, and then he left for greener pastures, which weren't really greener pastures. He went to the Angels. He got a lot of money, uh, but they didn't do a lot of winning. And the Cardinals are such a great franchise. By the way, in front of Bush Stadium, the new Bush Stadium, there's a Stan Musial um, uh, statue. Uh, there and I think it's on Stan Usual uh, Avenue, little road. I think it is. I went there not long ago uh, when I visited all all thirty. Is it thirty or thirty-two uh, stadiums? I completed my uh, stadium tour, and uh, and I saw the old Bush, but then the new new Bush. But yeah, Pujols um, was uh, a, a transcending player, and uh, and and of course he uh, he hit a lot of home runs. A lot more than anybody except maybe three other people in the in in the world. That's right. And while you're doing the memories of the Cardinal Stadiums, I have indeed uh, witnessed ball games in both the old and we used to drive the hundred miles from Rolla, Missouri to St. Louis on the two lane highway sixty six to go watch a game. And then uh, recently, of course, I have gone from Springfield, Illinois, to St. Louis, another 100 miles, but the reverse way to watch the Cardinals play in their new stadium. And it is a, it is a grand place, and it's wonderful. But yes, indeed, 
Uh, Pool Holes is now a member of the 700 Club, and that doesn't mean that he has drunk 700 bottles of Coca-Cola. <laughs> it means that he has hit, no, not 700 people, he has hit 700 home runs. And I know that doesn't sound particularly, I don't know, impressive or whatever, but that's 700 home runs while he was a professional, so he can't count when he was a high school player and knocking the ball out of the, of the ball ground. And there are three other people that are also members of the 700 Club, and you probably will re recognize their names, uh, I believe. Barry Bonds is the one that has the most, right. and he had 762 to his record. Hank Aaron, you've heard of Hank, yep. uh, and he hit 755, so that was pretty close to Barry. Then a long, long time, they even named a candy bar after this one, yep. Babe Ruth. Yeah. And he has hit 700, he hit 714 during his professional career. But on the last day of Pool Hole's professional career, in that game when he was really just had had the first part of the game, a horrible, well, it, it, his, his batting history was pretty bad. He hit two home runs that day as a part-timer for the Cardinals and put him into the 700 club. What a thrill that had to be for him. Amazing. And then I have to think about a connection for us as those who follow the Lord. Sometimes, even in our senior days, that was his last day as a professional baseball player, even in our senior days, we can still really do things that cause the Lord to cheer and to celebrate. We can still be witnesses for him. We can still help others. We can still go for it and find people who need a helping hand or need a word of comfort or a prayer said for them. We can have the respect of our peers. We should not give up just because we have gray hair, wrinkled faces, knees that don't like to particularly run fast but we still have a heart that's for the Lord. So, which reminds me of the other thing that Poolholes did. That day when he hit, and maybe you remember it and maybe you don't, that day when he hit that second home run and joined the club, they found him after the game on his way to the dugout. He sat down all by himself, squatted in the tunnel, you know, that tunnel where the players run, and as they, he just sat down there, and he bawled. He was so emotional. They were tears of joy, not sadness, but his emotions just came out. And I hope sometimes we as followers of the Lord also just sit down and cry because we've been so blessed in some way, because a Christian has helped us, or the Lord has helped us out of a of a hard hard situation, sometimes tears can be great. Albert used them that day, 
And we need to remember that sometimes tears are appropriate. Wow. Wow. And uh, I'm so glad you brought up Albert uh, Pujols. Uh, He's somebody that you could admire and a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, would be very proud if their children grew up to be like Albert Pujols. And, and I mean, off the field as well as on the field. But he's someone I don't think he's ever embarrassed um, his team or his teammates or, or, you know, his religion. He's, you know, a man of faith, too, from what I understand. And uh, and when uh, when he cried, um, it, 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 that was him. I guess letting it all out on the last possible game. I'm never going to do this again, but I'm so grateful that uh, that this has happened for me. And I'm so I was so happy for him. I almost cried. And I'm not a Cardinal fan, uh, or nor was I an Angel fan. He played with the Dodgers for a little bit. Um, but I, uh, uh, I I was so happy for Albert Pujols, and I think all baseball fans were. I'm sure he cried more because, well, as a professional, I, I'm sure he really wanted to be a part of that team, and he knew I either had to do it today or it wasn't going to happen. Right. And, and then the audience, as I understand it, uh, from both sides, from both teams, I think they were playing the Dodgers that day, but I could be wrong. I believe they were playing the Dodgers. Uh that, as I understand, that members of the audience stood and applauded from both sides of the of the fence, so to speak. Yeah. That that's got to be touching. And he was he's not old, but he's just old for baseball. That that had to just you know be a moment of I don't want to make a big scene out in the public field. Sometimes, even as Christians, we're sort of rejoiced, you know, Lord. Maybe I actually here here at Concordia. Sometimes uh, I'll pop in to see, especially some that are in the assisted living area, yeah. and I almost cry when I leave because the people. Sometimes those people are so glad just to have someone to come in and talk to them for maybe sixty seconds, Frank. Not even long. Right. You just need a little attention, and. I leave, you know, I don't want to cry there, but I leave and I think, Lord, I'm so glad you had me pop into that room or just say something. We just have to keep our our hearts and our eyes open because there's, well, that's enough about it. But anyway, but I've got a I've got a closing for you. Okay. All right. This is six. This is a little six-year-old Angie, and her four-year-old brother Joel. They're sitting together in church. So this is a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And Joel giggled and he sang and he talked out loud as sometimes four-year-olds will do. So finally, his big six-year-old sister had just had enough. And she turned to him and said, you're not supposed to talk out loud in church. And his, her brother said, why? Who's going to stop me? And Angie pointed to the back of the church and she said, See those two guys standing by the door? They are hushers. Oh, that's funny. Uh, He wouldn't know the difference between an usher and a husher. Uh, That's right. That is wonderful. Very good. Very, very good. As always. Uh, listen, wonderful, wonderful show as uh, as as you always bring us. Uh, Kathy, thank you very much. And to everyone out there, thank you very much for listening each and every week. 
Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio.